serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets leave your blind and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave and david dave stevens david sterling i'm tony pervernanzi connor ennis is on assignment no connor has decided to take some time off from the podcast and uh, he's got some things going on and uh man, he's a little busy so he said hey gotta take a couple weeks off and we're like yeah go for it no big deal mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. so he'll be back when he when he wants to come back he'll be back um so yeah we'll move on from there it is uh, July 2nd. The 4th of July is in two days. I think everybody uh, has taken either this long weekend off or is taking the week off or what have you. It's dead around here. There's like nobody out here. Um, my weekend was pretty much well. Dave came up yesterday. We did a little drinking at the Rockwoods Bar and Grill. Um, and uh, that was about it. I know, Dave, you played a little golf yesterday morning. Yeah, I did. Um, I finally, I don't, this might, I think I was telling you yesterday, this might be the latest. I've, it was my first round of the year, actually, not counting top golf, which I wouldn't count, but mm-hmm. first round of the year on July 1st. It's probably my latest start to a, a golf season since I can remember. And not a good thing when you live in Minnesota and the summers are relatively short. But hey, it, it was great to get out in the morning and then, yeah, to come up to Rockwoods and, you know, you got you for a little while. It was a good afternoon, good day. Yeah. I, uh, I forgot to tell you guys, I have a story from last Monday. Now, uh, last Monday, I had to take the day. Oh, I had to work from home last Monday because my oldest daughter had some appointments she had to get to. My wife is working, so I'm like, fantastic. So I take the dog out in the morning, Draco out in the morning. He does his business, whatever. I go up to take a shower about 1 o'clock. The girls are all laughing because Draco is shit on the floor downstairs. Mm. So I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You know, what's going on? So I take Lauren to her appointment. And we get home, and Draco is taking a shit in Lauren's room while we're gone. I'm like, dude, you've taken three shits today. And we're not talking, like, little, like, pebble shits. We're talking, like, big shits, right? Yeah. I'm like, what was your problem today? So, not thinking, uh, Nora had uh, soccer practice that night. So I was like, okay, well, we'll take Draco for a drive uh, to soccer practice. And uh, on the way home... What he likes to do is he likes to sit and put his paws up on the armrest on the passenger side. And I roll the window down. And he sticks his head out the window, right? Like dogs like to do. And we're about a block away from home. And I look over and he's kind of squatting while he's looking. And he's shitting on my passenger side. No. Seat. Oh. No. It gets, it gets worse. Because then he decides to jump down and then squish it all over my seat. Like oh. poop. Oh. All over my seat. Oh. So I have to get him home. I have to get him out of the car, put him in the bathtub, wash his feet off, and I have to go and like clean my car for half an hour uh, with uh, detergents and sprays and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, my oldest daughter still says it smells like dog poop in there. I don't believe. <laughs> I was it. gonna say now I know why you asked me to drive yesterday. <laughs> no, yeah, I haven't even. I wasn't even thinking about it yesterday, but. Yeah, so yeah, he shit shit in my oh, car. That's awful. So uh, that is awful. No more car rides for him. Let me tell you. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, what he must have eaten something. Uh, I think he was having. Well, he got his haircut last week, and when he gets his haircut, he gets all nervous and shit. 
And then he's got, he's got like digestive problems when he gets his haircut, he gets all nervous and Mm. shakes it out of him. And he was a little backed up, you know, for a couple of days. And then of course that day he just decided that he'd just unleash the beast and uh, shit in my car. So it's like, yeah, fantastic. I I was, I told him, I said, Draco, you're lucky this wasn't uh, Kelly's car, your mom's car, because if it was your mom's car, she would have taken you right to the vet and had you put down. I mean, this would have been the end of end of you at this point, you know, because he's turning 15 this year. So, I mean, getting up there. So, uh, Dave, any uh, David, any uh, stuff going on Fourth of July around your neck of the woods there? Um, I mean, some neighbors are having a party. I'm sure that will consist of fireworks. Um, however, that's pretty much normal. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's not really that weird. Uh, but it is midweek, so I guess that's kind of unusual. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not doing anything particularly exciting. I, we're avoiding the beaches because it's holiday and it's going to be nuts. But and be, be careful with the uh, fireworks and partying and everything. I'm sure you guys have both seen that post on at least I've seen it on Twitter. It's been going around at least the last couple years, I think, where it was. It looks like it was a video almost taken from. A ring doorbell type of camera. Oh yeah, but yeah, but that. there's but there's somebody lights off a firework kind of close to the street or the yard, and next thing you know, it kind of shoots off in all directions. And they must have had a huge box of fireworks oh, sitting right man. behind their car, oh, and of yeah. course, it goes and hits that. And then there's just no panic and early, but then it starts. Mm-hmm. And it amazes me that people are still standing near that box because clearly that mm-hmm. box catches on fire, and then all hell breaks loose. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah, none of mm-hmm. those, none of those instances. Careful. Yeah, I mean. Fourth of July. Last last year, I I'm almost positive I was on the podcast. We were recording the podcast when yeah. our neighbors lit a tree on fire. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. We were. Yeah. Yes. Yep, and a tree so on fire. that's happened. Yeah. But that's a different neighbor, different street. Um, yeah. In fact, I don't think those neighbors are here anymore. Uh, not sure that might have something to do with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. It will be, they'll be lit off over a pond, large pond. So hopefully there will not be any yeah. cars exploding into flames. Well, and you got to do it over the pond. The possibility of fireworks. Yeah. Well, you you got to do it over the pond to give the, the gators a view of the fireworks, you know. Right. It's there in, it's there Independence Day too, David, you know. It is. They live here too. Uh, before we move on, uh, one last thing, David, I want to ask you. Are you worried about malaria now? Yeah, you know, I've heard about that. Um, it's actually yeah. only two counties north of me. Yeah, uh, pretty close there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's uh, pretty rare, but it's also it's a thing. It's an outbreak, so it's it's yeah, it's it's rare, but yeah, you don't want to catch malaria. I can tell you that, not from firsthand yeah. experience, but yeah, I got, I um I made four trips to India over the years, and uh, every I believe every time I've gone, I. I yeah I went to a travel doctor and they're like here we're gonna give you some medication for malaria and, and it, it sounds odd and I was gonna I was in New Delhi it's not like I was out in the middle of nowhere but yeah it's uh it's they they told me same basically the same thing yeah you, you know you probably won't get it but you don't want to get it so here take uh-huh. these med take this medication well yeah, I mean the health officials aren't being too aren't being too excited about it but yeah, there, are there was like five, aware of it. There was like five cases, but again, yeah. just adds on. It adds on to the whole thing of like, how many things in Florida can kill you now, David? 
Right, I mean, yeah. seriously. No, it's getting, it's, it's getting up there. It's getting up there. It is. Keep and I've already dealt with one of them. Um, mm-hmm. And well, and in fact, my neighbors, uh, well, they're our neighbors. They're in the community. They're friends of ours. Um, they're about two blocks away. They uh, killed a water moccasin in their hmm. lanai last week. Holy shit, really? So, wow. You know, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Good God, man. Yeah. Well, well, uh, be safe down there, David. Be safe. Just yeah, yeah. watch yourself. Do my best. Um, yeah. I don't think any of us are working tomorrow, are we? I am. No. You well, are. You, yeah, but you're really not. I mean, you work. Are you work a full day, David? Oh, I would like to. I am working a full day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you. We'll I, I I took the day off. I took uh, took uh, Tuesday's a holiday, like it is for most people. Mm-hmm. I took tomorrow off, and of mm-hmm. course, but of course, I still have to attend an eight o'clock meeting. Now, fortunately, I can do yeah. it remotely, virtually from my home, and then for let me get your guys' thought. So that I knew that was coming. It's fine. It's something I have to do from eight to probably be an hour, eight to nine. And then I can just proceed with my day off. But then one of our our our, uh, our sales manager on 430 on Friday, I was still in the office on, on Friday and, and at 430 scheduled a meeting for nine o'clock. Or so it was 430 Friday. He scheduled a meeting for nine o'clock on Monday, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that most people are taking that day off. I'm just like, come on. So. Okay, I'm done complaining, but like a couple back to back. That's that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's I, we understand etiquette. that you have. Yeah, we understand that you have to be somewhat diplomatic about this, but that's pretty ass bullish. Yeah, I don't think it's diplomatic. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not throwing any one particular person under the bus here, and I would never single out anybody by name. I'm just saying, in the future, let's consider some email, not email, but just work etiquette. Don't schedule a meeting on 4:30 on Friday for. Yeah. The, the following Monday, you know, of a yeah, holiday. That's just of a holiday. Yeah. I mean, even if holiday. it isn't a holiday, and, don't and, and to be yeah. fair, and to be fair, to be fair, like I said, uh, my company does not give Monday as a, as a floater holiday, but still, most people are taking that day. So come mm-hmm. on. Anyways, all right, I'm done complaining. All right, I'll move on. Yeah. I have I have 80% of the day off tomorrow, so I'm not complaining. Well, my office is pretty much going to be dead because everybody took the day off. And uh, my friend Tammy at work was trying to goad the owners into calling it a vacate or calling it a holiday for us in the office. But of course they can't because we're a union shop and the union guys are working. So you can't tell the office they have the day off, but nobody, even if, even if you're taking the day off tomorrow, people, PMs are not going to be there. They're going to be out doing their shit and they'll be online just in case. But I mean, it's, I was like, I'm taking a day off. And I took Wednesday off too, because I'm like, ah, just fuck it. Why not? Well, why not just take Thursday and Friday off then? <laughs> no, I could have. But see, I have a see, David, I have a big trip to London coming up here. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's right. So I gotta save I gotta <laughs> yeah. save some days. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want Kelly to be mad and be like, I'd be like, oh Kelly, we can't take that whole week and a half because I took way too many days off in July. <laughs> She'd be like, Yeah, okay, fuck you. Well, um, hey, I'll see you when and, I and, get back. And you know, pretty much. Nothing, yeah. I mean, hey, it's a two-day work week. You can't really complain about that. Getting, you know, get some stuff done, and before you know it, it's the the next weekend yeah, already. So, I won't even be getting anything done, Dave, because I'll come back on Thursday, and I'll be just like just trying to like get stuff from my days I missed. Then Friday hits, and I really don't do fucking shit on Friday, anyways. So it's like really not even a work 
two work days. You know, that makes sense. It's more like I mean, a half that's day. it's like half days. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, guys, that, that is no, true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Anyway, guys, since none of us are really working tomorrow, except for David, um, we are drinking tonight. And uh, I might be drinking a little more heavily than I, u- I usually do because I'm not working tomorrow. So, and uh, and we can me. make this a, a four hour pod. So we got yeah. that going for us. So, so excuse excuse me excuse me if we go off the rails. We will not because that's what will happen. Um, but uh, we all have beers we're drinking. I'll go first because I am finishing up my tour of Duluth that I took. Well, shit, mm. a month ago, almost a month ago. Uh, I'm drinking a Hefeweizen. From Hoops Brewing Company in Duluth, Minnesota, Canal Park. Uh, their number is the they call this the 5050. Um, and it is a, it's a Hefeweizen, 5.4%. It tastes very, very good. Very good Hefeweizen. Um, that tastes like any other Hefeweizen you ever had. I'm sure people have had it. And it's it's a very good beer, and I'm enjoying yeah. it immensely. I'm curious about this because I mean I'm maybe I should be ashamed to say I had not heard of Hoops Brewing Company until you mentioned it a few weeks ago when you came back yeah. from Duluth. But um, you said there is that right in Canal Park then, like near so, Canal Park you Brewing, know I, say for example. Yeah, so Canal Park Brewing, which I had in the podcast uh, last week, it is on the other opposite side of Canal Park Brewing on the other side of it. So you go two blocks to the west. And there's Hoops Brewing over there. And it actually, it's cool because Hoops Brewing is in a, an old, um, it's still a, a hotel, but it's kind of a fancier hotel down there. And they took over a bar. It must have been a uh, bar that was there for a long time because the bar is technically still in there. Um, they've expanded it. But you can still see parts of the old bar that are in there, which is cool. Um, they have a great setup. It's, it's pretty big. Uh, they have, this is what impressed me the most though, guys, because you go to a brewery, and they usually have games, right? They have like Battleship and, you know, like checkers and shit like that, right? This place had, for all you game nerds out there, this place had all the, like the top end strategy games, like the expensive ones, like Settlers of Catan and um, some of those World War II games and the ra- some of the rail games and stuff like that, that you, that you pay like 75 to 100 bucks for. They had all those games there. So I was impressed. I was like, shit, I mean. Who wouldn't want to spend four hours in a brewery playing like Southerners of Catan or something like that, you know? And it's perfect. So um, they have a uh, a pretty good tap list. Um, Like I said, the bar is still the old bar from the the, uh, pub or uh, bar that used to be in there. So it's kind of old school. And uh, yeah, it's a great place. And their beers are fantastic. So that is my last beer from Duluth for a while. Maybe. Although I did, you know, now I'm thinking about it. My daughter, my youngest daughter, Nora, just went to Bayfield, Wisconsin uh, for the weekend. Uh, her friend's uh, grandparents have a, have a I, I think it's a house or a cabin right on Lake Superior in Bayfield. And uh, yeah, so I was thinking I should have asked her to pick me up some crowlers around Bayfield if there's any breweries around there. Do you think yeah. you, an eleven? Do you think an eleven-year-old could buy a crowler for their dad for a podcast? Would that be in Wisconsin? In Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah I, was just gonna I mean, just exactly send a just send a note. Just send a send note. a note. Yeah, yeah. we probably yeah. do that. That's right. I mean, make All it right. kind of look like a I mean, prescription. And we... I mean, it is Wisconsin. I mean, it's kind of like Ireland. If you can see over the bar, you're old enough to order, kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, at mm-hmm. least in Ireland, and yeah. and I think Wisconsin law is the same way. So yeah, she might not yeah. even need a note to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
an age, I don't think there's an age limit if your parents are buying. I don't think. Yeah, I forgot to forgot to ask her about that. I should have asked, but yeah. So there you go. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm kind of excited because I really tried because it's it's harder for me now to, to find a new brewery. Certainly a new brewery for me and a new beer mm-hmm. for me. And it might be. We'll have to check the list because I know Connor usually maintains that list. So we might have to ask him. But I got a beer from Swing Barrel Brewing Company. Um, I don't know if that rings a bell for you guys. It did not for me. So it's it's certainly new for me. It might be new for the pod. We'll find out hopefully uh, in a little while. But uh, yeah, Swing Barrel Brewing Company, that's up in Moorhead, Minnesota. So I was actually a little surprised to see it kind of uh, at one of my local liquor stores, I guess. And uh, but yeah, so I was I just I did it for the pod and, and thought I'd check it out. And so I ended up getting their tree shaker. That's a New England IPA. Um, and it does not disappoint because um, uh, like the New England IPAs or Nipas, I guess, whatever you prefer, they're definitely fruity, tropical. They're not sour, bitty, bitter in any in any way. It's super, it's super refreshing in a in a fruity sense. So if if you don't love a fruity beer, you might not like this. But this one has like heavy, heavy mango, pineapple. It it tastes like fruit juice in a beer. For some people, that might be bad. Uh, for me, it's nice every once in a while. And uh, the, the surprising thing is it comes in at 7.8%. So it is a little on the stronger side, but it doesn't taste like a, a strong beer. So it's very, very easy drinking. And uh, like I said, because I wasn't familiar with Swing Barrel Brewing Company, I had to go to their website, check them out, get their story. Sounds like a fun place. Obviously, I don't get to Moorhead too often. I did years ago, went back when I was in college and visiting friends up in Fargo, but uh, haven't been there in a while. But this one specifically says that uh, a couple of these and you're guaranteed to shake someone's tree. So you'll have to let me know if I shake your guys' tree. I don't even know what that means. I don't want uh, you to shake my tree, Dave. Either. I'm not sure what I don't that want you means. To shake my tree. I, I was thinking yeah. maybe it means to irritate somebody. I'm like, I don't know why you'd want to irritate somebody or who knows, rile them up a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows? But anyways, it's a, it's a it, like I said, I was just happy to have a new beer from a new brewery, and uh, yeah, so that so it did not disappoint. So it means to uh, arouse, to action, or reaction, or to disturb. Okay, so I was so several different meanings. I I was think, sticking to the disturb meaning, but and don't yeah, don't look it up on action, <laughs> and don't look it up on Urban Dictionary. I'm not going to. <laughs> I just did. I just did, and it's not. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to. It's not what I said. All right, let's get back no, to the beer. So let's, I'll get <laughs> back right. to the beer. So this, the tree shaker. Oh, yeah. It has citra and azeka hops, so bright and tropical. Like I said, mango and pineapple flavors. So yeah, it's it's delicious in the sense that it literally tastes like you're drinking fruit juice and beer, which is which is fine. I wouldn't do that, you know, every day, but uh, it's a good beer. So. No. I'm starting to wonder which meaning they mean. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. I'm wondering that now as well. I wish I didn't bring it up. <laughs> but that's the name of the beer, Tree Shaker. Hazy yeah. Nipa. I mean, yeah, it could mean could mean both. I mean, it could mean both. It Who knows? Could. Could. But listeners, if you want to look it up, figure it out for yourselves. Go ahead. Yep. I'm sure a couple to will. Fa- I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Blake yeah. will look it up. We'll get a and, we'll and get to a be fair. This is not, you know, some breweries like uh, uh, Heavy Rotation, they might have themes to their beer names. I'm looking at the the, the current list of beers that they have t- on tap in their tap room, and they're, they're, there's no such theme. They're just, they seem to be quite random names, so. Okay. That's very random. All right, well, great. 
David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? Uh, so I had a bunch of new breweries lined up, and I decided to not do that tonight. Um, so I went to uh, Palm City Brewing and got a new keg on Friday. And I did something that I have never done from them. They're they're known for their IPAs. And uh, I just kind of hit them at a bad time. They didn't have a lot in, available in kegs. So um, they, had, they had the Ron's Bach, Hellas Bach. Um, and I took a sip of that, and I was like, lights out, this is what I'm getting. So that's what I've got. It is a pretty typical Bach, light Bach. It's a, it's a very, very springish type beer as a Bach is supposed to be. Uh, it's 6.8%. Um, there's a, a very minimal hop character to it. Uh, as you can see, it's ambery in color. Uh, lots of multi sweet goodness. I mean, it's really good. Um, I would bet they have a lot of caramel malt in this because it's just super smooth. Um, and it's, I mean, you can't see it now because I've got it almost half, well, two thirds, a third of the way out. Um, but the, the head on it was really creamy. Um, it's just easy, easy drinking. Of course, it's 6.8%. So um, I can sneak up on you. But yeah, it's it was it's an excellent beer. So that's why I thought I would uh, sidetrack from the new beers that I had lined up and go back to an oldie but a goodie brewery that I've put on here at least three other times. I think. Um, so you're gonna hold take of that. Yep. You're okay. Yeah. Nice. And what what was the cost of that? If you don't mind me asking. And are you yeah, talking so about like a, the... like a pony keg or like a quarter keg? Yeah, it's... a six keg. Yeah. Sixteenth. Yeah. Oh. Six. Yeah. Six, that's I said that right. A sixth, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's what most craft beers come in because they're gonna be smaller production. Um, but you can sometimes find quarter craft beer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is that's what's great about this one is this is the cheapest one I've ever gotten down here. I think it was like ninety-four dollars. Um sure. and when you consider you get about sixty mm. glasses out of it, I mean that's, that's a it killer deal oh um, yeah wow yeah so yeah I, I i will probably get through this pretty quickly i think um, the other the, the other question i as long as we're talking about kegs real quick um how long can once you tap it you you keep it cool i'm assuming in, in the fridge and how long how long can you leave it like that without worrying about it get, going bad so i've read that you usually are in the like three to four month range Oh, that long. Okay. Yeah, I have so right now on tap. I have a keg of Yingling that I got the very end of February. Wow. And I had a glass of it on Friday, I think it was. And it still tastes good. Um wow. now the thing and it, the thing was is one of my neighbors asked, well. Are you sure? But I was like, I haven't had a glass of it in over a week. So I think I would notice it. Like 
you know, because if obviously if it slowly degrades, you may not notice it as if you're drinking right. regularly. Right. But since I had taken a break from it, I think I would have noticed it. Um, so I, I, I've always read four months is usually the max. Oh, that's uh, awesome. As long as, yeah. If as you're, long if you're as talking about a, a six keg, I mean, yeah, that, that most, I don't, most people wouldn't have a problem, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, my issue months. with it is I have three kegs. So mm-hmm. I, I, it takes me, I mean, you know, that's a hundred and well, one of them is a quarter. So that's like a hundred and 90 beers, almost 200 beers. So, is I mean, it it's, takes a while. You have three kegs. Is, is that an invitation for me and Dave to come down? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah. No. So sure. Right, be down. Be down tomorrow, 4th July. Woo! Uh, no, can't do that. Well, we could, but yeah. Um, well, great. Great beers, guys, all around. Fantastic. Um, before we get into the game, we should talk about a couple of signings. Uh, the loons made the biggest signing guys is uh from mm ufc to the deuce that's emmanuel ue uh is it ue 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 yes that's the biggest signing that we're talking about yeah yeah of course because tony or i i've said this before but we saw him score last year for Mm -hmm. for the deuce and that that was fun good to see him come up i think tony uh, th- this made sense. It made a lot of sense because I, I'm pretty sure I'd have to go back and look to be sure, but I th- at least three, I think they called him up on short-term contracts four times total o- over this year. Yeah. So yeah. really at this point, they were either going to sign him to a first team contract or they wouldn't be able to, to bring him up at anymore. So it, it seems to me, it makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at the contract. Uh, it's a one-year contract, which I mean, at this point, I don't know how, if they prorate that for 2023, but then sure. uh, club options for the next three years through 2026. Yeah. So it's a very friendly contract and just exciting to see the first uh, MN UFC two player get a first mm-hmm. team contract. So that's, yeah, that's you know, and I think he's, he's showing promise Yeah, mm-hmm. in, I think really all of his appearances, he's showing promise. Mm-hmm. And last night he showed really significant promise i thought mm-hmm. in one occasion so um i think that, that yeah it's fantastic it's good to see um especially after uh i saw something on twitter i don't remember who reported it saying that minnesota has the second worst yes. academy system <laughs> So, <laughs> and then they like basically didn't even waste time rating our youth teams. Is it surprising though? Yeah. Is it surprising though? I mean, we really no, haven't no. had one no until like a year ago. Yeah, right. when they decided to like so, actually do something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they made a really stupid mistake to close the academy down during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was regulation kind of forced or not, but. Um, they, I think it was a bad decision. I think everyone else thinks it's a bad decision. Um, yeah. But so it's good to see somebody come out of it that might be that has right. potential because yeah, well, I mean it's it's a it's a good story. I mean it's a good story. We, we you know he's story. made contributions like you said already this year on his short term contracts when he came up and appeared in a handful of games now already prior to this signing and um, 
and also it's just a nice story to see like he was born in nigeria but he's he, he's been in minnesota i think since a very early age i guess and, and play, he played uh collegiately at uh, st cloud state st. cloud state yep. um played high school soccer here can't remember where off the top of my head but he he has so it's nice to see you know wasn't he and he was the first minnesotan to sign with m and ufc too right or would that have been uh, i think fred was first I think Fred was first, wasn't he? Yeah, actually, I'm not sure how Fred works because I think yeah. he, signed, he was signed before the Deuce. I think that yeah. technically, no. I think he's, I, yeah, you're right. I think David, yeah. you're exactly right. So I think mm-hmm. technically, with signing with M and UFC two, he was the first Minnesotan, but obviously yeah. Fred signed. Yep. You know. Yeah. No, and so, of yeah. course Fred plays with them, but he's not. Yes. But good, great story. Awesome yes. to see mm-hmm. just the fact that this is not just mm-hmm. a happy, happy story. It's a player that David, like you said, shows promise and makes contributions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and plus, and it, they might need that depth. We'll see <laughs> after we talk about our next signing. But uh. Uh, oh, next signing, we're talking. About, oh, and we signed some guy named uh, Pookie. Is it Pookie? I don't Timo. know. Timo Pookie. We it, not a lot. Not a lot of. Uh, we don't know a lot about him. Uh, he came from Finland. Uh, he's kind of older, um, and he uh, scored oh, no. some goals for Finland. He's not old, and, uh, Tony. He's only 33. That's old. Yeah, but it's old. Um, he oh, has I thought more... you were talking relative to us, Tony. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. A... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. He has the most goal scored by a Finnish national. Yeah. Um, he's played in the Premier League. Um, that's about it. Uh, well, he, he played in, you know, the he's played in... Well, cup qualifying, Euro Cup qualifying. Yeah. I mean, he's played at the highest level for Finland, and he's their all-time really. scoring goals leader. So that that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, I, you know, maybe I shouldn't go so far as to say this is the biggest signing for, for MN UFC ever, but uh, mm. I'm I, mm. and I'm I'm saying that tongue in cheek here because I don't think it is. And um, but it's 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 interesting. I, I'm going to be the first to admit that I prior to these rumors, and now it's official. But prior to the rumors, I didn't know a whole lot about uh, Pookie. Um, I did. I, yeah, and and I'm glad I'm not the. I'm glad that we all didn't. But I'm just saying for me personally. But as I go in and kind of look at his yeah. his numbers, his stats over the year, like you said, you know, playing at the highest level in in mm-hmm. well, arguably the highest level in Europe and in Premier League, it's 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 pretty impressive to see a player like that come to. Minnesota United, even though he is getting up there in age, but I think, I mean, the hope is if you hear from Heath and we sh- maybe we should talk about Heath's comments specifically regarding Pookie, but you know, I think Heath seems relatively confident. He seems relatively excited, and and quite frankly, where has you know this team needs a, a proven goal scorer, and that certainly has been Pookie up right. until this point, at least. But you said it, Dave, the proven goal scorer. What he said that really grinds my gears is that he Pookie is the first goal scorer we've had since Christian Ramirez. Okay. Yeah. Well, what the fuck have we been doing for the past couple of years signing uh, strikers then? Trying, trying to find Christian Ramirez's replacement. I, I even as, but did, did, did you guys think it would be this difficult? I'm, I'm certain that Heath and the club didn't think it would be difficult to replace a Christian Ramirez 
it, you know, Obviously but it's not. been it's been rotating doors. It, it, they've got, they've mm-hmm. cycled through strikers. I mean, we don't need to talk about it ad nauseum because we've been talking about it for the last five years, like since Ramirez left. So it, mm-hmm. it's just it, the reality is is our best goal scorer, who I think is better than Timu Puki is currently, um, was let go. Because Adrian Heath didn't know how to manage strikers and was a dumbass. And and are you referring trying... to? Are you? Re- I'm sorry, Dave. Just just to make clear, I think you're referring to Amaria, or you're referring to Christian Ramirez. No, I'm referring to Christian Ramirez. Okay. Um, he then spent the last five years trying to replace that player, mm-hmm. um, because he's a dumbass and doesn't know how to manage strikers. Um, quite honestly. I think this is a terrible, I mean, I've said it before, I think it's a terrible signing because we're signing him simply to save face for Adrian Heath. And I will laugh my head off if he crashes and burns because he should, quite honestly, because of Adrian Heath. If he doesn't, it's in spite of, right? I mean, Adrian has proven over and over and over and over and over that he is not a good manager when it comes to the attack. And if Timu works out, which on paper he obviously should, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be in spite of everything that Adrian Heath has done and will do in the next future games. I just... And unfortunately, it's going to save Adrian Heath's ass. If he fails, it might finally be the end of Adrian Heath. Because if he fails, the proven goal scorer from multiple European leagues, mm-hmm. it has to, somebody has to finally realize that Adrian Heath is the problem. My problem yeah. is, is that we shouldn't be here. We should still have Christian Ramirez. The reality is yeah. that you yeah. still have Christian Ramirez. And, well, and I fair, truly yeah. believe that Christian Ramirez is a better option than Timu. I, I think he is, and I touched on it earlier, and that's why I brought it up to start, is because when Chris, Christian Ramirez left, I mean, they, they because when he left, they were able to bring in, what, Ozzy Alonzo, um, who am I forgetting? Ico Parra. Right Ico Parra. So they brought in, they, they that kind of tra- helped transform that was part of the three-year plan. It helped transform right. the spine of this team, solid defensive backfield, um, and really made it possible for this team to start, you know, making the playoffs, getting better starting in 2019 with those additions. So, yeah, we all, we, at the time, remember, David, you and I, we had an emergency podcast yeah, talking yeah. about, holy cow, they, they, they let Christian Mirrors go. This, it was a big deal. But that being said, because of that, this team was able to transform into, I don't know if I want to say perennial, but four years, you know, it, it helped build that backbone, that that strong backfield. And so I just think that's why I said it. I just think they didn't think it was going to be that hard to find a goal scorer. Well, it has been. It's been really, yeah, really true. tough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll see yeah, what yeah. happens. And maybe this is the last gas. I mean, even as we, we sit here recording, they're still out of the playoffs. You know, they're not, you know, to save Heath's job, I'm assuming he has to at least make the playoffs, if not go on a run. And so maybe this is what they're doing. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. I want to I want to thank Blake for uh, 
listener Blake uh, for sending me. He sent me the Y Scout report on Team Upuki. And uh, it is it interesting. It's interesting. It goes into great detail. There's so much information we talk. We, yeah, we would be sitting in here in a four hour mm-hmm. podcast if we're going to go into all the details of Pookie. I don't want to do that. But, you know, he's kind of, you know, in the championship kind of middle of the road as far as goals per 90. And then but he, he's quite high with assists. So it'll be interesting to see how he works with the other pieces that are already here in Minnesota. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's the big thing. Um, he, he is a big name. Right. I mean, there's nothing, there's no if, answer buts about that. And he's definitely seen, I mean, he's had a great career. Um, but he's also played for recently for a team that isn't very good. And he literally has been the only guy that scores goals on that team. And that can artificially increase the number of goals in which player scores because he's literally the only one scoring them. So I, I think that we have to be very careful with stats. And yes, the Y scout is a really good way to look at the fact that he's very middle of the road. Um, and it, his stats on the, at a 30,000 foot kind of look like he's better than what they are. Once you really start digging into them, because Again, like I said, when you're the only guy scoring goals, when you're the one, kind of like a Ray, right? Ray looks very good because he's literally the only guy on our team that does anything. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being a little, using a little bit of hyperbole there. But um, so I, I think that's that's a thing that I'm, I'm going to go into this very tempered because you, you have a guy that's very middle of the road in the championship where how that translates into MLS will be interesting to see because a lot of Europeans have a very hard time coming to major league soccer. Yeah. They don't understand the, <clears throat> I'm not saying that we're that good. It's just, they don't understand the no. physicality and <laughs> the outrageous ridiculousness that MLS can bring. And it makes yeah. it very hard to play. And um, I think we'll get into that as we talk about tonight's or last night's game. But yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, I don't think mo- I think most people would agree that the championship, the second tier in English football is a, a better league for the most part. Maybe not one to 20, right, at least that at least yeah. the top end of that table is better than most MLS yeah. teams. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to pick a player off of a championship, even a top end caliber team. And bring them into the MLS and just assume that they're, they're going to have success immediately. That's a great point, David. Yeah, you know, and I, I think we've seen it, you know, right? I mean, Gareth Bale did not do fantastic in Major League Soccer. I mean, he was good, but he did. I mean, he did help. Great. He did help LAFC win win a he helped, yes. cup. But, but that was a fantastic yeah. team Yeah, in, yeah. in general. Um, you know, Dobby Villa wasn't fantastic, and he was very good in Europe. You, you know, Frank Lampard is one of the best midfielders to ever come out of England and he did terribly in major league soccer. Um, and now he was quite old compared to, um, other players, but, you know, Steven Gerrard wasn't great here. Um, I, I think that people forget that we've had some really pretty impressive players come through into MLS and just not, and really kind of fizzle out. Um, and it's because it's a weird transition. It just is. And I think it has a lot to do with the quality, right? I mean, yeah. if the quality is lower than what some of these guys are used to, and maybe that might play in favor for 
Pookie because the championship to MLS maybe isn't that big of a step down. So yeah. it might be a little bit more on par and he may, mm. might do better. Well, you know, in, inner, inner Miami brought in Messi, you know, Minnesota brings in Pookie. I mean, we, we've got to, you know, we had to react. We had to. Well, well technically, like, oh. Inter Miami brought in this guy too, which is. Oh, that's right. But... That's right. Uh, it's not Inter Miami anymore. It's called Barca Miami. Mm. Right. That's what is Barca Miami. But, um, but no, I mean, I think I, I don't want to make anybody think that I'm wishing ill upon Timu Pookie. I just well, really no. am annoyed with the circumstances behind the signing mm-hmm. because I know it's to save Heath's job. And so part of me almost wishes that he doesn't do well. But Well, the reason, one another reason why Pookie came here is because he has, I guess his, his family and Lude's family are very close. Mm. He's played Robin Lude on the national team. It's kind of sad that he won't be able to play with Robin Lude this year because uh, right. I'd love to see those two team up on the front line for the Loons, but you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. It's a big signing, and, and whatever happens, happens. Uh, it's great. If it goes great, it's great. If it doesn't go great, it it just proves some of our points we've made about Adrian Heath uh, on this podcast that regardless of who you have at striker, he can't manage that striker position. Yeah. So, and he can, claims to be the striker whisperer, right? Um, <laughs> But, you know, also, I, I, I think um, you have this 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 dynamic that he's coming into a team that's potentially, potentially um, coming together, right? I mean, as we discussed at great length the first half of the season, we've been – bagging or ragging on our uh, strikers or forwards in general um, Mm -hmm. this entire first half or people have maybe not necessarily else um, when they've been missing the key piece of our offense and now that that key piece in Reynoso is back I think this team is starting to come together a bit as we'll discuss about last night's game that can also be a concern bringing in a new player um, regardless of his quality because it can disrupt chemistry it can i mean there isn't chemistry for with him and anyone else right so um it can be interesting like lud came in and did not perform exceptionally well for quite a while um it takes time sometimes Mm -hmm. and now i'm a bit worried about that aspect of yeah we're starting to see this coming together with our attack and now we're going to throw somebody else into it. And, and yeah. And how is a player like um, Mender Garcia, who was kind of, you know, once Amaria left, you know, was kind of given more or less the, the, the starting number nine role. How is he going to react to Pookie coming in? Um, yeah. We'll, we'll just have to see. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll well, be interesting. I, I don't know when we'll actually see him start. Um, Probably the first, probably the first game of the Leagues Cup or the it was it called is it called the Leagues Cup guys is Leagues Leagues Cup Cup, yeah probably the first game of Leagues Cup I could see that him starting that one or coming in the date of that one I guess it's It's the twenty second or twenty third it's in yeah yeah, it's in that ballpark I mean I only I only know Inter Miami's because that's been like 
I, the game places. obviously the games aren't all the same the same day when every every MLS club is participating in the tournament. Yeah. I, I I believe the first I think Inter Miami they're what maybe the twenty first. I think the Loons yeah. are the twenty second or twenty third. Okay. Uh, just Tony, the, the last MLS game before the League's Cup break is uh, July fifteenth against LAFC at Alliance. So we might I, see I him think... during that game. That would be, I guess, the earliest possible date. Might, he might, no he guarantee. might, be. and the thing is, he might be on the bench for that game. Um, and I'm, I got a feeling that he won't start that game. And he might come in for like 15 minutes at the end of the game, and, but and I don't think it's going to be. And I mean, I guess technically, I should say, I, it's fair to say we don't, we don't expect to see him. You know, he wouldn't even had a week of training with the club uh, next Saturday uh, against Austin. And then they have a midweek game on my birthday, the 12th, in Houston. So potentially it could be a Houston, but it doesn't seem very likely. But who knows? We'll yeah, I, I would think it would be. I think I agree. It would be Leeds Cup. I did. I just think the the window is the fifth. So, I mean, he. My understanding is he at can't a week participate. Yeah, he can't participate until the sixth, essentially. So, yeah, so add a week to that, that puts you at the 13th. So possibly the 15th, but that would be a bit optimistic, maybe. And we have to, he has to deal with all paperwork. Oh yeah, he's oh, dealing Tony. with holiday. Yeah, so. Tony. Yeah, Tony. Tony and I were talking about that just yesterday. Um, yeah, I think technically he still has to get his his visa cleared yeah. from from the play, which hopefully is just a technicality. But technically, as far as I know, that hasn't been completed. And then, you know, I think there's other things like a physical, which I'm yeah. assuming he passes. But yeah, good, good 20, point. Yeah, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, that time frame seems most logical. So those are our two signings. We have two other guys who technically haven't signed yet, but I think we're close. We'll just briefly say that um, Ishmael Tajuri Shradi, uh, who has played in the MLS before, who is a right winger, um, looks like he's going to be signed by our team as a depth piece uh, because we're missing, of course, Robin Lud on the right side. So need him. And then uh, who was the defender? It Dave? was, uh, ever... yeah, it's, um, and thanks again to Blake. It was, it's, it's uh, Ethan Bristow from the, mm-hmm. the Tranmere Rovers. And that would be uh, League Two of, of English football. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess the, essentially the, the fourth tier of English football. Um, and he's been getting some interest from other teams. Yeah, and he he's young. He's, he's twenty one years 21. old. Yeah. Um, but he's played like this this year. Um, just looking at, at uh, his numbers in in League Two for the for Rovers, he 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 started. He appeared forty six times. Started all forty six times. So I mean, he he is a, a promising young player. Again, you know, if you do a quick thirty thousand feet view of the numbers you know for a left back middle of the pack literally middle of the pack that if i'm going to sum it up into a paragraph he's middle of the pack but yeah he's so young you'll never know i think the one thing that's clear is he would fit right into the system that heath wants to run in a 4231 um just looking at his heat map and and his crossing ability um Looks like he would fit right in here. So yeah, you know, I think one thing that I really liked about what I saw for him statistically is his his forward movement, whether it's possession or passes. He's he's further ahead. He's like maybe the core top quarter, maybe top third. Where he, you know, that's something that we really want in this system. Um, mm-hmm. If he can push forward, if he can 
if he can, uh, you know, push forward with a pass as opposed to back pass and lateral pass and all that, I think I think that's great. Um, I, I think we we need to have the speed. If uh, you know this doesn't, you know, the Wisecout stuff doesn't say anything about his, you know, like speed or anything. But um, I I would think if he's as successful as it suggests in forward passing and forward um, uh, movement with the ball, he must be at least reasonably, reasonably speedy. Um, and it, it means that he makes smart decisions because he, you know, to be middle of the road passing, but, you know, top third, top quarter in forward passing, that means that he's making the right decisions on his, on his progressive passes. And that's fantastic, right? Yep. I mean, it, it might say something about his quality of back passes, uh, but maybe you don't want him passing backwards. Um, but I mean, it's it's that's a positive thing. We need that from our flanks. That's um, what, like you said, Dave, what Adrian wants. So, as a, as a young kid who has interest from um, leagues above, which I don't really know what that means. I guess there's a few leagues above. Um, you know, I, I, who knows? It's probably, he's probably a depth piece. Um, yeah. Developmental, which uh, hurts my brain when I hear anyone say that they need, <laughs> they need to be developed by Minnesota. But um, hopefully he's got his own talent that can get him where he needs to go. Good deal. So yeah, those four players uh, potentially will be on the loons in the next couple of weeks. We'll see what that how that pans out. Let's uh, talk about the game last night, guys. We're not going to talk about the game versus uh, fuck uh, because slaughter slaughterhausen slaughterhausen slaughterhausen. Yeah, because we it was a friendly and they won, and there was a, a lightning delay and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, let's just say yeah, I was disappointed. I mean, I sh- I probably should have went to the game, no. but. I no, we're not talking about. It. I was disappointed, but yeah, no, they won. They won. So hey, they won. Good, good for them. Fantastic. But saying Ben, uh, I believe scored and and uh, no, 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 no. Nope. We're not talking about. No, he's just cutting you off. He's just. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, moving you on. You are correct. You are correct. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> sure. Uh, we played a game last night, guys, against the Portland Timbers. They were in town. Um. In and and. The lineup was pretty much the same, uh, no except changes. for DSC, of course, is still with Canada. But, but yeah, uh, technically no changes because he's been up in the no. Gold Cup, uh, yep. or, well, what, Nation League and now Gold mm-hmm. Cup, and which is kind of mm-hmm. disappointing. Canada, man, they, they they might not even make it out of the group stage. We might see Dane Sinclair uh, back here. I mean, I they, they I but, think they play Cuba tomorrow or tonight as, as recording. I'm not sure, but they need yeah. to basically win depending on how all the other results go, but it's disappointing not to have him, but Hey, you know, cause he's not playing for Canada. That's my problem, but we'll see. But yeah, Clint, so zero changes. Cause Clint Irwin, he, he had started the last game too. Yeah. So, so we start this game guys and right out the bat, uh, here come the yellow cards. Holy mm. shit. This first half this was, was filled weird. with yellow cards. It was a very, very colorful first half. Uh, <laughs> It was tough, like, because we, I mean, I know we were, Dave and I, at least, were texting back and forth. It was not a good start to the game. Now, fortunately, Portland, I wouldn't say Portland had a good start to the game either, but it was just sloppy. It was really uninspired, especially, um, 
you know, with a midweek win boost, you know, friendly, sorry to bring it up, you know, you know, maybe there was some reasons for optimism. Um, you, should, you should throw you, in the score of that friendly just so you get it. It was two to one. It was two to one. Yeah. To one. yeah. All right. Anyway. And, you know, and look, last week, you know, in NARSL on the road, they started hot. Minnesota did scoring two goals. And so why with Reynoso starting Reynoso, of course, getting his first start at Allianz Field. Um, that must have been exciting for everybody in attendance. And I just expected a little bit more. And we did not see that. It was a very uninspired start. Very sloppy. I, the only thing that surprised me, I think at least through the first like 20, 25 minutes, I, I'll have to look how it ended, but Minnesota had a 65, 35 possession advantage through the first like 20, 25 minutes, which it didn't feel like that to me because it just was bad to start. Yeah. Um, they ended up, Minnesota ended up controlling, I think it was 53% or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it shifted it was, back. To where it was uh, four yellow cards in the first half, guys. Uh, that is, that's a story uh, here. That's a yeah, story. Yeah, but it was talk four yellow that. cards in the first, like, 35, 30, 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Top uh Boxel gets one for dissent. Yeah. Which and is see, like, yeah. he, I, have a, I have a problem with that one because he of the words. Yeah, of the he four said, yellow said, cards. Words. The, of the four yellow cards in 35 minutes, and including both center backs, Boxel and Tapias, like yeah. maybe that was the most warranted because, I mean, I think at that point, I can't remember, but Boxel, that was at least the second or third yellow card. And so you could clearly tell Boxel was frustrated, but it was also mm-hmm. the most preventable yellow card. And so, yeah, yeah because of that yellow card, now Boxel is not going to be available against Austin next I, week. You know, I, I usually like that argument you know it's preventable mm-hmm. we should know better but you know fuck this ref i mean yeah he, yeah. Was, I, he deserved whatever boxel said to him because boxel committed a foul mm-hmm. that was really soft right that's the problem and yeah. and then it, he got called for it and he mouthed off which you're right dave he should have kept his mouth shut he's a veteran he knows better yeah. but Tapius's foul was pretty soft for yellow mm-hmm. and then soft. boxy's soft and mm-hmm. it, he just i get it i mean how how are you carving someone in the 13th minute and then how are you calling a foul that they call that boxy i get it now you know again i agree with you Dave. he should know but in this case i almost feel like it was whatever the ref got was warranted yeah, it's it's it, and we should say, and they 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 said this during the broadcast, um, that this I, I this referee, let's see, uh, I don't have his name. Oh, uh, uh Luke, I, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce it, but I, it's, it's Lucas Lucas Spala. Lucas, I, Lucas I, I believe they said that he has this year uh, in MLS play. He has given the most cards. Uh, they they might have said yellow yeah. cards specifically, but so. I get. I think they might even have said that before the first one was even given to Tapias. But I mean, they they made a point of saying that maybe it was at the point of Tapias's foul because it. I agree with you, David. It was it was it was a light yellow card in the thirteenth minute. It's just it was very surprising. But of course, then that just started it. And so by the time yeah, it was Dotson and Taylor to get the 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 one in the thirty fourth minute. That's four yellow cards in thirty four minutes. And at this point, you know yikes three out of your four back line have yellow cards and we're not 
this we're not super deep right now. Of course, you have Coleman on the bench, but like you're not super deep. It's a little concerning, especially you know the way this game has started out so sloppily. So yeah, not a great way. It was really frustrating, and I was, I mean, I'm, I was laughing and crying at the same time. It felt like because yeah. it, it was rough. Box will yeah. miss next box. Box will <clears throat> miss next game. Yeah, uh, along with Adrian Heath, guys, who got a yellow card later in the game. So. And again, that was totally warranted. I mean, the yellow card was warranted, but well, what got Adrian Heath the yellow card was fully warranted. Yeah, he was arguing about. I think it was a foul at the time. Was it a foul or it was something? Right? Yeah, it was a Ray supposedly fouled. Um, oh, what was his name? On the sideline, he maybe mm-hmm. maybe supposedly caught his back leg and. He crumpled over. Yeah, I, I, and I didn't. I, I didn't see this until today as a record. But oh, like, Zaparic, I think it was that he fell. I didn't. Yeah, arch. but I didn't see this today. But apparently, uh, Lucas actually apologized to Adrian Heath probably after the game, and Heath is kind of like, "Well, thanks for apologizing, doesn't, but I doesn't matter. I'm gonna, miss, I'm gonna miss the next game as a result. So doesn't it doesn't matter. Really matter. Thanks for your apology. Yeah. It really means nothing. Yeah. But yeah, frustrating. Nope. Let's let's move on, guys, to the first goal of this game, which happened in the 43rd minute. This is an own goal by Diego Chara. Uh, this is a nice pass from Bongi over to Mender. Yeah. Mender goes to get it. Chara gets in the way. He makes the ball go this way. Yeah, you know, this is way. why yeah, this is why I hate own goals. Because I was just gonna say that. Yep. You know, Mender made a fantastic run. Uh, yeah. everything about that was on on point. Uh, Boggy's pass, which Boggy making any decent pass is, you know, praiseworthy. Um, and it was perfect into the box. Mender was right there where he needed to be, and Char got in the way and put it in. Um, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you if you watch that, and as 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 I watched it, I mean, it was, it, I mean, it was Mender's run um, and incredible cross by Boggy. But like, yeah, if if Mender is making that effort. I mean, it wouldn't be an own goal. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. It, it's yeah, it, I guess technically it, that, you know, Mender didn't touch it when I, when, when the goal was scored, I thought Mender did. And, you know, it's, it's too bad for Mender not to get on the score line, but hey, it, it was great effort yeah. by Bongi and Mender. And, and you know what I want to say, you know, shame on the Minnesota United supporters who took the time. To point out that Mender didn't score the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pissed that we have quote unquote bad forwards. There were a few that I saw that did that, and it's like, shut the fuck. Are you are you talking about the the thank you Portland chat chant? Well, no. So there were some people on Twitter that literally made it a point to state, look, Mender didn't score that goal. Just to Which, say, make further yeah. emphasize that our forwards can't score goals, and it's and, like, that, and that's in bad not. taste because like yeah. Mender, Mender, um, I mean, I think he was probably responsible for like we didn't talk about it, but like I think he had an early chance prior to that, and yep. he had been playing well. And again, if it wasn't for Mender's effort, that that the goal wouldn't have been an own goal, it wouldn't have been scored at all. And so, yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't get credit, but it was Mender's effort that led to that goal. So, yeah, that's that's really that's really uh, shameful, in my opinion, to talk about talk about it yeah. that way. 
and, it was you know, just, and the, you might yeah. be right about that. Thank you, Portland chant too. I, I guess I don't know, but I mean, I guess thank you, Portland. It, it's it, I'm not. I don't criticize anybody for saying that, but it's just like, I'd rather be celebrating Minnesota's effort rather than saying, thank you, Portland, because you should be chanting. Thank you. Mender really is because whether he scored it or not, it was his effort that led to that goal, obviously. And bongies. Um, But, and I think I had made the, the comment, you know, we're talking about, you know, through the first, what half hour of this game. Now I, I made, made the comment in our chat that, yeah, it was sloppy this wasn't a good looking game by either side, but I think even up until that point, Minnesota had the best chances. It's not like port this goal goal was not against the run of play per se, but it was just, it was almost surprising because the, if you watch the first half hour of this match, you weren't expecting a goal by either side. You know, this was starting to feel like a nil nil draw up until that point. No. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, and it, in fact, I don't think I, I don't think that the stats, you know, the we'll go over to the expected goal stuff. Um, MLS's expected goal chart thing mm-hmm. says that we were increasing significant. We spiked right before that goal. Um, I don't think that's accurate. Well, <laughs> I, it, I think, think I think the one I the one I'm thinking about, and like if I'm looking thinking about to our text thread, it was like. Um, DJ Taylor, who had a great game, like had a, a tremendous cross into uh, the head of Mender Garcia, who made a, a leaping kind of effort um, and a, quite a good header. But unfortunately, um, the goal, uh, Portland's goalkeeper was in, in good position. Yeah. And actually, even say he had another one right after that, like literally a, a minute after that, where mm-hmm. it was uh, to his foot and he. I think it was missed wide, I believe. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, I guess in that sense, the expected goal makes sense. That it's it, a spike. I, I, yeah, I only brought that up because like, yeah, watching the first basically 25 minutes was, was rough. It was not good by either side, but it was, it was, I, I understand the spike and we talk about all the time that expected goal, especially on MLS is, is a little deceiving sometimes, but there Minnesota, I think I said it about three minutes before um, the own goal was Minnesota had the better chances. I guess I was thinking optimistically, but they weren't great chances, but right. But so yeah, anyways. DJ Taylor, DJ Taylor. I mean, he had a hell of a game. So, I mean, and good to bring up his, his game because I mean, he played well defensively. He had early, opportunities to the one the mender's head which was a great header it was just the eva eva shits um made the save so anyways what's that moving on. so Go one nothing at halftime no no that's not. yeah just, I, no i'm not gonna skip not. over the best best don't part. skip over the best one <laughs> in the 45th minute uh which 45th minute plus four yeah uh we get the olympico from uh ray on the corner kick which is uh Fantastic shot, by the way. I, I, I just, I, every time I watch these, it's, it's just, it's magical. It's magical. It was Ivasich. I, I thought could have been better. It, it was surprising he was, he was that far off that the near post on the yeah. corner. But yeah, but unbelievable. And I think, and they, they, they talked about this earlier. I mean, I think that was like the third or fourth corner. I it could be way off, but it wasn't the first corner. You know, for Minnesota at that point, obviously, yeah, and. Reynoso had tried those near post uh, corners earlier in the game. And I think he was looking for flick ons, you know, from, you mm-hmm. know, like he'd practice 
he, I think he was looking for flick ons on the near post to try and get, you know, eventually a, a, a header or a tap in or whatever. And so beautiful Olympico from Reynoso, but I don't think he was necessarily expecting to do that. I think he was maybe expecting to get a near post run that just never came. And Ivicic was so far from that near post when it went through, it was almost surprising. He's a good goalkeeper. We know that what he did, you know, early in the season against Minnesota, uh, uh, you know, but. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think he was, um, it was Mender, right. That almost. Yes. Yeah, so Mender almost. That's what I'm thinking. It was drawn up as yeah. like, um, I, I agree. I, I think you're right. He was trying to get those flick-ons. I think that was intended for Mender. Um, I think, uh, you know, Portland was prepared for that front post flick-on. And, you know, if that would have been a defender, that would end up being an own goal. But the fat, or outfield player, it would have been an own goal, an own goal, because yeah. it was the keeper fluffing it. Um did, did a, yeah, did he just actual, even get a did he get a touch on it because he was yeah, he actually punched it in. Oh, okay, it in. Uh, yeah, that so, yeah, that would never count as an own goal. I know we were talking about is it an own goal or not? I'm like, no, yeah, no, not. so it was originally scored as an own goal and they switched it. So oh, it was okay, yeah, I missed that part because yeah, I just I just saw that you know, unassisted Renault, so but yeah, yeah, well, they so made we, the right uh, choice because yeah, anyway, so. We got the dreaded 2-0 lead going hey, into halftime. Go, exactly. Going into halftime with a 2-0 lead. And uh, this is uh, this is about the point that I fell asleep. Um, oh, and I had, had to watch the game this morning because uh, I fell asleep. I Wait, had, so, so I was up until 2 a.m. the night before. <laughs> and then yeah. got up at 7 Seven six thirty seven, yeah, and then drank all day, mm-hmm. and then was up after you. Yeah, well, I I that took Tony out to uh, Tony out went last to, went to Rockwoods, Rockwoods. and I drove, yeah. and you know, so Tony Tony got to have a good time, and I had I had a lot of beer yesterday. Let me just tell you, it was a, a typical Saturday for me lately. Uh, and uh, yeah, I fell asleep after the uh, when they went to halftime. I was like, Oh, it's halftime, I'm out. Well, what's funny, Tony, is I made the same mistake last week against RSL. I fell asleep yeah. before the end of the game, much to my surprise, waking up to find out that it ended up in a draw. Mm-hmm. Although, point on the mm-hmm. road, can't complain about that. And I will say, Portland has been one of the worst teams on the road in MLS. I think they've only managed one win on the road this year, so. I mean, Tony, I understand why you fell asleep. This this one should be in the bag, even though it's the dreaded 2-0 It's lead. not. It's not. It's not. And especially because what happened last week is fresh in our mind. And then well, well, let's but, just skip ahead to the fun parts. When Portland's, I mean, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Portland. But no, but first, before, first, first. before Portland scored, though, Dave, we had some opportunities. We had some opportunities. Yes. Before to put the game away, really. We yeah, had opportunities yeah. to put the game away. And just like us we don't do that cuz we it seems like we just can't we can't do that shit mm-hmm. although we did later in the game but you are right here comes the goal from portland which you know tilts the field supposedly uh this goal from uh frank bali and he um, the way i understand it he's been the only goal scorer for portland since like may 6th or something like that crazy mm-hmm. crazy now obviously we should say that like 
Portland came into this game um, really undermanned. I mean, of course, uh, Sebastian Blanco has been out with injury, I believe, for a while. Um, uh, one, you know, the other uh, – who am I thinking of? The other Charo. Uh, the other the Charo? Other Char- yeah, the, the other Charo, Charo brother has been out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they're thin. And plus, who was on – somebody just got suspended earlier in the week. Uh, I should know this, but never mind. Bottom line is Portland is pretty thin, and Portland has not been sharp. But, you know, as we talk about this game, Portland, you know, was ahead of Minnesota in the standings. So this is a crucial, crucial moment. But Well, it's, it's a thing where I, 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 I watched this play a couple times this morning, and uh, people on Twitter were right. Boxel was up pretty far up. But – he he he's been playing far up anyways lately on the attack right am i right no so, i i don't know i don't, i don't know I, I i think i mean i've said this numerous times on this podcast boxel routinely plays out of position too mm-hmm. far up the pitch yeah. and he has gotten us into trouble a lot and i maintain he is a terrible center back in well in most cases I, I, I think and no one that, ever says anything. And this is well, another example of that because Tony, you are correct. He was playing way out of position, too far mm-hmm. up. He is the pro he was the one that gave the bad pass that mm-hmm. ended up getting uh, deflected on by uh trap and it, it blew everything up. It's completely one hundred percent Michael I'll, Box's fault, just like it basically yeah. is. And listen, I'm not going to argue that take, David. I think you basically just explained why the goal was scored. So I'm not going to argue that take. I, I The only thing I would say is I don't know if uh, – I don't think Boxel has been terrible. I think this team is better off with Boxel. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Debassi, Debassi is, is – was he even – was he available for this game? But he's he's close to coming back. So we – We're, we're not better with him. We're not. We've never okay. been better with him. I just disagree. I, I think – I told Blake this on, on, on Twitter – this morning, I believe it was. I said, Boxel has been poor for a very long time. And the only reason we think he's good is because other players around him make him look good. Either Ooh, it's man. like Ike Opara, mm-hmm. who makes him look better because Ike Opara was just so good. Or it's a Brent Kelman who isn't very good, and he makes Boxel look good. Yeah. And that's, that's the way it always is. And same with Tabasi. Tabasi was is better, and he makes... Boxel look better. Um, then even Boxel with on his own, I think is just yeah. about as average as you can get. And I don't Man. think he's better than Kelvin. Maybe, maybe just maybe just because availability is the best ability for me. Like he's been a, a stalwart in the lineup for so long. But I mean, I'm not going to disagree. He 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 was probably okay. He was the reason that goal was scored. I and it's frustrating because when you're leading two nil at home, that should never happen. Right. Why? Why was he that far? Up? Why was he that far out of position? You know, to make that kind of a mistake and leave the, you know, leave it open like that. Yeah. So that huge, huge, yeah. huge blunder. Because when they can cut the lead in half and knowing, hey, we're fans, we're watching the game, we know what we we're thinking at that point. I know what I was thinking. Um, just why? There, there should be there's zero excuse that should never have happened, but it happened. And so here I'm ready for. You know the other shoe to drop, Portland to to tie this game up, and it was it was Tough. rough. That goal, it, it that we sh- Minnesota should not have allowed that goal in the fashion they did. And yes, I'm Boxel was to blame in that moment. There's no doubt. 
Top Tapia says cover for Boxel this year a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Yes, and, and I'm not saying you know, and I'm not saying that uh, Tapia is just better, but it's just oh, I, think. I think we need to stop saying that Boxel is good. I did, think we do. I think we need us to stop saying that. Did us uh, talking about Boxel? Did us talking about Boxel shake your tree? Did it shake your tree, Dan? <laughs> did did it shake your tree? Uh, a little the, bit, the a little bit. A little bit, because I, you know, it it shook my tree a little bit because I was in a negative way, you know, not in a positive. I wasn't aroused, if that's what you're getting at. But I was just a little irritated. You have to go that far down the. Come on, Dave. That's well. You, I didn't say it at first, but you know what I'm saying. I just in general, I'm looking at his the last four years of Michael Box. So I'm not looking at this year or that play, but yeah. So no doubt about it. It was just so frustrating to watch. I mean, just because because yeah. what why Minnesota has won one game at home this year, you know, prior yeah. to last night. And so what what else am I going to think? What else are you guys going to think what? when when you give up a goal after? But what you know what's funny is like what does uh, Heath do after this goal? He takes out Mender and puts in Ariaga. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which oh is like God. it's just like. We're parking the. We're trying to park the bus. Take out early. your attacking players, like you said, Dave. Oh, right? I, I was so so pissed. I'm like, yeah. I saw that. I'm like, for God's sake, what has he not learned? Yeah. In you know, the last week, it's like, so, what could you possibly think is going to come? What good could you possibly think is going to come from this play? This this change i should say and it, it, it's just it was mind-boggling and it, we did kind of fall into a shell we did yeah we did briefly, yeah. very briefly did. Yeah. but then we got light yeah and it was but now- exactly what i was talking about last week where we were sure we were absorbing some pressure from portland Mm-hmm. But we weren't giving up on the attack, and we got a counterattack. And Tony, yes. what happened on that counterattack? Well, before we get into that, were they then playing a four-three-three oh. at that point? Yeah, I think so. I actually, I don't know. Well, with well, with Mender, he was up top, and with with Mender going off, I mean, I think it would almost it had to be a four-three. Probably what it yeah. was. Yeah. Interestingly enough, on the counterattack, oh, it looked no. more like a four-four-two. It's interesting. Actually, they did. They, uh, they. I mean, the one thing that they did say, and the one thing you saw almost immediately after Mender Mender went off, is that maybe they Mender um, Reynoso might have moved up into to that more attacking nine position. But I, I saw it. It's like they mentioned it on the broadcast, and I saw it and I noticed that. But I think I, I failed to pay attention for the rest of the game. But it would feel like a four through three. But obviously, Reynoso yeah, playing. If you if you look. In fact, if you take the uh, the highlight that's on mm-hmm. MLS and you go to about the seventh minute, seventh seventh minute, seventh second, it looks like a four four two. Just how that whole it's scenario was setting up. I don't know that that's what it technically was, but it but, did kind of look like maybe that's what they're trying to do. Um, but let's let's talk about that goal. Uh, Valentin mm. makes a great pass, by the way. And we don't we don't talk enough we don't talk enough about Valentin on this team 
because he's kind of been kind of the uh, forgotten guy. And he's done a pretty good job being where he's at when he's played games. When he started, he's done fairly good. Uh, I've liked his play. He's an MLS veteran, and uh, his pass is fantastic. Yeah, because he basically reacted to, was it Chara? That, that, I don't know. I mean, he basically, no hesitation, but I think you got to credit, I think, was it Bongi and Reynoso that were, David, you mentioned it, they didn't give it up in the counter. They absorbed the pressure, and then I think it was Reynoso and Bongi that that made that run. Yeah. Um, Just incredible. Yeah. And then Valentin. Initially, I was thinking it was Sang Bin, but yeah, it was right. Is it? Oh, Bong- is, it, is it? Yeah, but I mean, he did. It was just to see Valentin just not even think about it and just basically one time his his basically long ball up the middle was incredible. And then, yeah, Bongi with his speed just blew past. This is speed, and, though. It's the header to himself. Yes. Yeah. That's the key part of it. The header to himself in front of him, right? And so it's trying to slow down get the ball back, and then wait for guys to come to the attack. Right. He actually headed it to himself forward and took his speed Man, to the next yeah, level fast. to get that and then Meg, shot and then on Meg, Then Meg, the goalkeeper, That yeah, that's fun to watch. That's a fun highlight, yeah. And, it, it was, you know, the, the great thing is, is when he heads it so far forward, it allows him to to – have that burst of speed, right? Because yeah. if you're if you got the foot, if you got your the ball at your feet, you're gonna slow yourself down, right? And you, you're generally gonna make mistakes the faster you get. Mm-hmm. By pushing it so far out in front, he was able to just use that space to make greater space between him and the defender by being able to run a lot faster. And he did a really good job of getting back on the ball and being mm-hmm. set. For, for a clean yeah. bag. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, that that was the moment in the game because I went from feeling really negative, Portland just having the lead in, you know, uh, what, 10 minutes prior. And then just I, I was then at that point, from that point on until until Bongi scored, I was just expecting the worst. But to for Minnesota to get the third to say, hey, we can absorb, David, like you mentioned, the pressure and score the third goal, the all-important third goal, that changed the game. That was a moment of the game. For me. What happened after that? He <laughs> completely abandoned mm. trying to be defensive. And what happened then? <laughs> Just a minute later. Oh, no, well, three oh minutes my later. God. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. What happens yeah. when you Holy don't shit. defend mm-hmm. on the back foot, on the heels? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, he, he, hopefully Heath's going to learn something from this because, yeah, it, it, what happened – in RSL now granted maybe it shouldn't have happened in RSL but yeah to see to see what happened in just a matter of a few minutes against Portland was pretty pretty wild Great. and it, it just flipped the game for me just feeling negative to just holy cow this team can actually do it it was, it, it was a fun it was a fun few minutes let's say that great cross great cross by Bongi by the way yeah, yeah. uh to get what to Reynoso and and fantastic at four to one guys and 77th minute now this game is pretty much over yeah. Um, I at mean, this is it. Was. At that point, it's 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 all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's who who's who's your man in the match? I mean, is it Reynoso? Is it, it Bongi? Probably. I mean, well, like I, Bongi. I mean, Ray puts us up two nil, and then Ray closes the game out with the the score. But Bongi's the guy who puts us up 
uh, three to one. And then Boggy's also the guy who was the assist on the right. for the fourth goal. So I, there's no yeah, wrong. Think, there's no wrong answer. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think it depends on how you want to look at it. I think if you want to look at it in terms of moments, I think you you give it to I think you give it to Bongi, mm-hmm. um, just because of the those those two moments in the second half that he he was a major part of. I think if you want to look at it from the all-encompassing match, it's Emmanuel Reynoso. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. because it, obviously, I mean, we've talked about it at, at nauseum at this point. Yeah. <laughs> We're a completely different team with Emmanuel Reynoso. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Ray, to, it's today, uh, last night, made it feel like he listens to this podcast and mm-hmm. said, fuck you, David, I'm going to prove that I'm good <laughs> enough to carry this team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but, at, but that's what he, his, the energy around him mm-hmm. feels like, I mean, you know, we're a completely different team and we are, and then we are, everybody knows we are. Clearly. Um, yeah. So I think all encompassing, Ray is probably the man of the match almost every match, um, but if you want to go with that, those those moments, I think that uh, there's definitely a very strong argument to give it to Bobby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I found it interesting after the fact, and I completely forgot about this until after the match was over. But the, I mean, we're talking about Minnesota scoring four goals. Obviously, that's their season high, <laughs> and the last time. They scored four four goals was last year against Portland in that four four draw. I had completely forgot about that. But, but what does hey, it what does it mean, Dave? What does it mean? Four goals? What does it mean? It, well, it's a crooked number up on the board. But what, I mean, what do we what do we get? What do the fans oh, well, get? Dave? Free fries, free fries, free fries oh, for everybody. Does, wait, but does that mean you get two free fries? Right. No, I think a, the no, deal is if they score two, you get free fries. So if they score four, more, you should get more. two two free more. fries. Two okay. more. Free that's fries, two weeks, so everybody's rejoicing. That's two weeks, two weeks in a row. You free fries. I, I, I gotta admit, I have not taken. I don't. I have not taken advantage of that offer. How do you do it? You just drive you through and use, say, "Hey, Minnesota no, score," no. or you use the app. Got to okay. use the app. Yeah, you need to buy something too. Okay. Not really free, but hey, free, I mean, free is free. We we're not complaining about that. So maybe I'll have to take advantage of that one of these days. So it's not like back in the old. Now that Pookie's in and Reynoso's back, I mean, I think this is going to be the norm. I mean, at least four goals a game rest of the season. That's going okay. to – you'll see uh, that in my predictions. So. Quit quit drinking tonight, okay? So cut yourself <laughs> off, please. Cut yourself off. Hey. But, no, we went, guys, we win this game 4-1. to one. Probably the most exciting game of the year so far that I think yeah. we've seen. Tony, you um, fell asleep at the wrong point because – I know you should have took in a nap during the first 30 minutes and then watched the rest of the game. But that's what you and I are about to turn 44 years old, Dave. I mean, come on. Yeah. We're getting up there. I can't, we you are. can't, yeah. when you drink a lot during the day, you can't stay up until no. two o'clock in the morning. You know, understandable. And we don't live in Florida, you know, like David does. And that it must be like the fountain of youth it's down there. Just it's the extra sunshine, up. you know, exactly. Just, like, more energy, energy. Yeah. right? That's right. So, Let's move on, guys, to next weekend's match, which is against Austin, which is here at Elias Field. Um, Austin is, I think, 
think they're like a couple points above us, maybe a point or two. Yeah. I don't know. Two points. Right. Two points as it yeah. stands. They're they're in eighth place. That that's why this game was huge. Obviously, I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, Minnesota is yeah. still, you know, below the playoff line, but they jumped Portland, which was crucial. I mean, if they had lost at home, it would have been disastrous. And so Minnesota is sitting in 24 points, Austin at 26. So um, what did we what did we talk about last weekend weekend, guys? Or when we talked about the next four games, what mm-hmm. had to happen? Well, they had to win three. Well, well, they did at least three, three of four. Yeah. Three of four. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. This next one's a big one. This is Austin heading the standings. Same situation. Um, Basically, same situation. It, it, this is almost the same situation yeah. as we were dealing with Portland mm-hmm. last week. It's the same mm-hmm. situation. Austin is a couple points ahead, you know, and so here we are. I mean, if it, we're at home again at Allianz, and we should say that. So we're essentially, what, past the halfway point in the season. Mm-hmm. The only thing, one of the positives is Minnesota has – was they mentioned in the broadcast last night actually minnesota had played i think if not the most the second most something like that most road games so far halfway through yeah. the season so at least yeah. going forward in the second half of the season there's going to be more games at allianz which you would think would be beneficial yeah you know and i think that um this is a very favorable stretch mm-hmm. right i mean you, you got to play Portland, who hasn't been playing well at home. You get to play Austin at home, who has not been playing well on the road. Just um, like, yeah, just like Portland. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I think it's that's very favorable to this team, especially if they're using the shit show in RSL as a Kickstarter, right? If they're going to respond the way they did last night to that and continue that progression, I'm not saying they have to score four goals, right? Um, but if they can continue that progression, you know, that's that that's positive. That's really positive. I mean, this, you're going in. You're going to be going down to Houston, right? Yeah. Next. Yeah. So that's going to be a really tough game. Mm-hmm. This having Portland and Austin come in after that debacle in in Salt Lake yeah. is fantastic, and, and they need to take advantage. They've already taken advantage of it once. They need to do it again because it's the exact same scenario, Dave. And, like you said. Yeah, and if and if you zoom out, like. It, it obviously the game against RSL feels like a loss the way they dropped it in the 95th minute, but they were literally two minutes away from taking their fifth road game win of the year. Um, they, they were the better team for most of that game. And so like, I know Heath would try and spin it that way. You got a point on the road against an RSL team that had not lost, you know, in a long time. So like, if you really zoom out a little bit, you can almost look at that RSL, as a positive because they got the point. It feels like a loss. I get that. And then the way they played last night, I'm optimistic. You know, there's no doubt about it with Reynoso back um, Pookie on the, on the horizon. There's reasons to be optimistic, even though this club is is sitting in 11th place. So let's talk about Austin guys. Yeah. Looking at the past games against them. We've won three games. Mm -hmm. They've won three games. There've been no draws in the series yet. So we're three and three. Whoever wins this game, if there's a win, goes ahead in the series. Um, so let's make some predictions. 
I'll go first because I'm going to be very optimistic about this after watching last night's me, game. Me too. I'm going to say we're going to beat Austin uh, 3-0. Mm-hmm. And Ray gets another brace. Uh, Bongi gets at least one assist. And we the goal from Menor Garcia. Love that. That's my crazy prediction for next week's game. I mean, uh, that's good? Kind of, yeah, it's kind of optimistic. I was going to be a little more optimistic. I'm going to say nine to three, Minnesota. I, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, not a football no. game, Dave. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm I'm kidding, but I just want to throw that in there because that's being optimistic. No, well, Dave. I, I, you know. Yeah, no, I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota at home again. Um, they're in good form, really. If you look at it, they've been in good form since the first half against RSL, like I said, and and they continued that. I was a little nervous about the first half of this game uh, against Portland, but I'm going to continue that way. I, I mean, Austin has struggled at times this year, and so yeah, I, I they don't scare me as much as they did say last year. I think Minnesota comes out of this on top. I'm going to go three one. Is that is that what you said? I said three nil. Okay, I'm going three one, but still optimistic. Obviously, to to score three goals, you know they hadn't scored more than I think they hadn't scored more than a couple goals twice this season prior to Salt Lake. So to 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 see you know two goals against ourselves, you know, and then what they did uh, last night, it's optimistic. So three one, David, bring us down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to be relatively optimistic. I think. Um, I, I don't expect, like I said, I don't expect them to do what they did last night a second time in a row. Um, but I, I think, um, I'm going for a two nil win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel, I feel I might be a bit crazy on that zero. Um, but I think two is a bit more realistic. Uh, three might be okay, but I, I feel like two multi-goal games in a in a row is a bit too much for me. So I, I'm doing I'm doing two nil. Um, I, I think Mender. Uh, I'm Tony. I'm going to back you up on this one. I think Mender is going to be involved in uh, both goals in some way. Um, because I think Mender's gonna, he's gonna wake up and he's gonna make them can reconsider the signing of Team yeah. Well, because well, you know, because sometimes that happens. You know, mm-hmm. Dave, you said that could be a bad thing, and I agree. Um, but it can also light a fire under the ass yeah. of whoever's getting. Yeah. Booted. I mean, and um, that's why I'm glad you brought his name up at this point, um, because Mender had a great game against Portland. Yeah. It's a shame he's not on the score sheet, but he had yeah. a really good game. I, I see no reason that couldn't continue uh, next yeah. weekend. So that's a great, great point. Awesome, you brought it up, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just think this team is very streaky. It has been at least over the last couple of years. You know, we'll see this team. You know, lo- you know, where they'll go on these great runs, and they'll go on these, you know, really, really down streaks. So maybe this is the start of of a good run, and. If you take that 95th minute goal at RSL out of this one, um, we could be talking about a you know a three game winning streak here, you know, as of next weekend. So yeah, I'm really optimistic at this point. I, yeah, I, I think, like I said, they they need to 
carry the momentum playing in Houston against a team that's phenomenal on at home is going to be super challenging. And then they got LAFC coming back um, on a short, short uh, rest as well. Right. So yeah. I think they're, they're going to do well. I think they're going to do well this weekend. I think they're going to, they should, which they're going to carry the momentum and hopefully they at- carry that into a draw in Houston. Yeah, they're at home. They've got they'll have a good solid week of training. I mean, anything less than a win at home against Austin is going to be a disappointment. And we'll have to reassess if that happens, but we're not predicting that. I think they're going to be fine. Well, by the way, uh the LFC game, uh Dave and I will be there at that game. We picked it That'll, be a, that'll be a tough one. It, it would be it would be just great to see this team on a three-game winning streak heading into that one. Um, against LAFC, currently sitting second in the standings. If they are on a three-game winning streak going into the LAFC game, mm-hmm. I think Adrian Heath is going to be sticking around because something he did something. <laughs> I don't know what they what he did, but he did something. Well, uh, to be fair, like the, I like, just think if, taking a win in Houston is going to be. <laughs> it, it and and maybe it will be and maybe it will be but yeah again remember hey minnesota's won more games on the road than they have at home mm-hmm. even with last night's victory um so who, who knows anything's possible and this like heath would say this team is underachieving you know it really is you know he he, he, he says it over and over and over again like mm-hmm. you know they should have, he is the right perf- yeah the performances don't they should they should be sitting on more points this year, and they really should. And it's all been the final third, and so you never know. Yeah, I mean, if you think if you want to take any stock into the concept of the expected goals, they're always under their expected goals, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes significantly. Yeah. But I, I think there is there's there is merit to that stat. I think it's a bit made up mumbo jumbo but um there is some merit to it because you you see games where they have tons of chances i mean even chances that weren't really that great but they were still chances and they lose and you wonder well okay that's why the expected goal was 1.8 when they only Mm -hmm. scored a goal or they didn't score any um they had plenty of chances. I mean, so you can see that the translation into that stat, I still think it's bunk, but um, it's, I, I agree. They, that is one yeah. thing I agree with Adrian Heath. They've underperformed yeah. all season. Yeah. And, and, and after a four nil victory, we've, or four one victory, sorry, we, we've got to be optimistic. And yeah. so right. why not? All right. Okay. So we don't have to, do, but we should be. <laughs> Should be. Let's move on to the uh, move on from Loon's talk. No soccer history because Connor is not available. So we'll move on to uh, final story of the night, guys. A funny story. This is out of Minnesota. Just happened recently. Uh, Mankato man armed with Skittles attacks restaurant patrons and staff. Uh, Mankato man walked into a restaurant and began pelting customers and staff with Skittles, charges say. Tristan Levi Von Stitna, he's got four names, 19-year-old, 
is accused of causing the disturbance of the undisclosed restaurant. So we don't even know what restaurant it was at. They won't say. On June 23rd, uh, according to the criminal complaint, police with the Mankato Department of Public Safety went to the establishment on a report of a man yelling and throwing Skittles at employees and customers. Uh, officer found the candy littered all over the floor in a bag of Skittles near, near the garbage. This is the best part. A victim who was hit by the, a Skittle that caused a stinging pain in her back area. Well, Tony, <laughs> I mean, what? I... To, Skittles, I mean, Tony, you probably know this. Skittles are one of my, I, not that I eat a ton. I, know, I don't, they, eat, I, I don't yeah. eat a lot of candy, but Skittles are, yeah. are one of my favorite candies to have. I know. They, 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 they have a hard out, outer shell. I mean, they really do. Hold the phone here. Hold the phone. The victim was hit by a Skittle that caused a stinging pain in her back area. Okay. <laughs> She's never uh, played paintball before then because like well not even that a skittle is like how big seriously it's uh, not about the size ball. it's about how you but use it, it. but it, okay but it's ba okay. basically it's like it's basically like, <laughs> I mean what if what if you took a handful of skittles and threw it at your back it's basically like getting hit, hit by a shotgun like I mean it's not basically it's not basically. it's not that's the guy throwing a skill. I mean, I suppose it's the same concept. Yes. I mean, the velocity yeah. might be a little different, but significantly lower. Yes, I yeah. can. I can see if you got hit in the eye with a skittle mm -hmm. and it hurts your eyeball, but a stinging pain in her back okay. area from yeah. a skittle. Come I mean, on, you, come you on. know I'm. You know I'm joking. You know I'm joking. I know yeah. you're joking, but I'm telling is, you, is it this person? It, it seems like Mankato News was a little light that night. Apparently, if yeah. they're going to describe it that way, yeah. <laughs> is it possible that um, maybe he had a slingshot? No, I don't think so. Because I think that could make that could make a oh yeah, could be. But they didn't say fast enough. They, to sustain they, they didn't say that in the, in the the police report, so obviously he didn't. He was just throwing shit at people, right? Yeah. And so, That's, but nobody maybe yeah, he was a minor league baseball player. He's 19. And, and even so, even if, like, yeah, no, I get yeah. what's going on here. Like, okay, fine. It's mm -hmm. a crime, but like he shouldn't be throwing Skittles at people. But again, the per like if I was in that store and got hit by Skittles, I'd like to think I could just shake it off and yeah. walk out of there. But like everybody, it's you know, she probably wanted to she was on the news, apparently. Like she again, maybe, news, yeah. maybe it was yeah, a, yeah. a big story down there. But so she probably has that on her refrigerator now. I don't know if I would have described it the same way. Yeah, like, mm, yeah, but, okay. Yeah, I got hit so, by a Skittle. So dude after this was found a nearby business before, informed he was under arrest. And officers tried to attempt to handcuff him. He pulled away, attempted to run. At one point, he allegedly attempted to trip an officer, wrapping his legs around him. Uh, he was, uh, of course, taken in. It took three officers to gain control of him. Three officers on a 19-year-old guy. And this 19-year-old guy... By the way, this picture, he looks pretty small to me. Mm. So I don't know why it took three officers to get him. Uh, okay, well, so here's a new one. Maybe if you're high on PCP, you're yeah. able to throw a Skittle really fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, first off, why in the... You just threw Skittles at people? Why are you going to run from the cops? It's not like he's... It's not like... Okay, he's not like he's Corbin Burns. 
David from the Milwaukee still, Brewers. Still, I, but you yes, know. but why? If you just assaulted people with a bag of Skittles, well, he did, and you're going to get my, a pretty big slap on the wrist. It's going to be like you seriously knock it off, and you're going to go away. You're just going to go my, home. Hey, my my question is why though? I mean, like why? Did he assault people with skip? What what was the problem? I want to know what the problem was. That's, they don't say it, so. That's thing. why I. That's why there has to be more. You wouldn't do it for one, and then two, you're not going to run from the cops if you get caught. There has to be more of the story that we don't know. Yeah, but it's got to be like an it, underlying something. If he, he didn't, something. if he didn't run through the police, he would be he'd be probably fined or whatever. But now because yeah. he had fifth degree assault and disorderly conduct, he's facing up to. Uh, one and a half years in prison and five thousand wow. dollars. Oh, yeah. man, yeah, he That's had expensive fine. He had to be high on some fine shit. for throwing skittles. Yeah, but I mean, and who wastes skittles? I mean, with inflation, with inflation, a bag of skittles is probably like two dollars, right? I'm throwing yeah, those skittles into my mouth. I'm not throwing them. Yeah, out exactly of people. right. That's for sure. You're supposed to buy skittles? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not buying skills to throw them at people. Maybe you stole skills. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe that was the thing. Maybe you wanted to destroy the evidence. It's funny that you brought this up because, like, I actually, I literally bought a bag of Skittles out of a vending machine at my work on a Friday afternoon. But I didn't throw them. Hey, what were you doing? Were you in Mankato recently? I was not. I was at my work in Champlain, Minnesota. David, do you know this about Dave, by the way? He's go to his house when he first bought this house back in his 20s. You go in his refrigerator and it was Skittles. Well, and I wouldn't beer have in his refrigerator. I wouldn't keep the Skittles in the refrigerator. But all he yeah, had that, to that eat was hard hard. But all he had to eat was Skittles and he had beer in his refrigerator. That was it. That was it. Skittles and beer. That was it. I, you know, Dave, beer. I knew there was a reason why I liked you. <laughs> Skittles, by the way, is my favorite candy. All right, nice. Not chocolate related. Yeah, yeah, chocolate's good, but yeah, again, I don't eat a lot of Skittles. But if I'm gonna eat candy, it's Skittles is one of my first choices, no doubt. Yeah. About it. Skittles and beer. So, is, uh, and and actually, did you know that's segue just completely random thought? Um, one of the breweries down here currently has a Skittles hard seltzer. Mm. Dave's got on a plane tomorrow. See you, Dave. Yeah, I'm out. You're, there, but you're out. I'll be there for the. I'll be there for the fourth <laughs> celebration. He's there for it. He's out. Right. It's He's the one that's on. just a few miles from my house. Oh, dude, awesome! Get down there, Dave. Um, no, so that's the funny story, guys. Uh, guy, so I maybe we'll have to follow up when we figure out why the fuck he was doing this shit. Yeah. If it was not drug, maybe it was like he his girlfriend worked there. Maybe he like got fired from there or whatever the fuck the reason was, but. Maybe you should reach out to the the news source and say, "I should." Hey, you know, we're a hard hitting podcast. That <laughs> would like further information as to as to this case, and we're a hard hitting podcast. That's that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I'm in. You guys have anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? We covered everything. Now that we covered everything. Oh, I'm Good. oddly craving Skittles all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some, but I don't. I'm gonna go shake that tree, right, Dave? Oh yeah, shake that tree. 
There you go. <laughs> oh shit! We hope that anyone that's seen this. We gotta get we, we gotta we gotta get at least at least <laughs> hey Tony, you did warn the listeners early on. You said this could go sideways. Mm. So it and, sideways. and it hasn't yet, to be fair. It hasn't yeah. yet. We're we're gonna get out of here before it goes sideways. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for myself, Tony, for Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons. Go loons. <laughs>